Welcome to the Prayer Mentor Podcast, where we are empowering Christian leaders to pray for the harvest. We pray your prayer life will be deepened by this podcast. Today, we're continuing our series on preparing for the spiritual battle that is before us. We've been talking about praying through the Lord's Prayer. And I've suggested that when we pray our Father in Heaven, we're turning our gaze to the Father who is seated on His throne and we're beginning to pray. When we pray, hallowed be thy name, we're coming to a place of abiding. We're appropriating the present ministry of Jesus. Um, We're praying through the names of Yahweh. And there's a point where we now are one with Jesus. We're seated with him in the heavenly realms as members of his body. We're in a position in this oneness as members of his body of authority. The Father has placed all things under his feet and so we have spiritual authority and we're in a position of intercession. We're seated at the right hand of the Father and so no longer are we looking towards heaven but we're seated with Jesus and so we're turning our head and we're talking to the Father from this place of oneness, place of authority, place of intercession. and. We now pray for the kingdom. We're exerting spiritual authority based on the person and the work of Jesus, his victory in his life, his death, his resurrection, his ascension. We're declaring what Jesus is going to do in us and through us in accordance with his calling sovereignly in our lives. We call forth the harvest of those Jesus is placing in our hands, the lost workers, laborers, and we're praying for the kingdom of God. We pray for the lost he's playing Uh, he's placing in our hands. We're praying for our team and their protection, their sanctification. They would know the presence and the glory of God and we would be one. There would be a unity on our team. Now, as we finish praying for the kingdom, we pray for God's provision and we begin looking to our day. Jesus said, that he would live within us. Um, He says, abide in me, and I'm gonna suggest that's being seated with Jesus in the heavenly realms, and from that place we're interceding for the kingdom. He says, and I will abide in you, and I wanna suggest that when we face our day, Jesus wants to be um, the center of everything we do through the day. And so the very first thing that Jesus gives in the Lord's Prayer is we confess our sins. And then we forgive those who have sinned against us. And then we pray, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Well, today we're coming back to this notion of forgiving others so that we can have freedom from the bondage to resentment and bitterness in our lives. We've talked about the fact that unforgiveness breaks fellowship with God. Um, The Father said, or Jesus said of the Father, if you don't forgive those who have sinned against you, your Father in heaven will not forgive you. And so it is imperative that we ask the Holy Spirit, we ask Jesus, who are those we need to forgive? And then we go through the process of forgiving them. And last week we talked about this notion that forgiveness is a choice. Neil Anderson in his book, The Bondage Breakers, and in his book, um, Victory Over the Darkness, 
He says that you don't wait till you feel emotionally ready to forgive. It is a volitional choice being in obedience to Christ. And then as we forgive, we forgive from the heart. And I love the truth that John Regeer teaches that we are to forgive from the heart and we're to visit the emotional pain that someone who has wounded us, hurt us, offended us, has caused us to endure and to bear. Um, then what we do is we assume responsibility for that pain. There is always a cost to forgiveness. Somebody has to pay the price. And what we're doing, we're being like Jesus when we forgive. Jesus bore the penalty for our sin so the Father can forgive us. We bear the responsibility for the emotional pain someone has caused us as we forgive them. So what do we do with the pain? We've now, in obedience to Christ, have visited the, the heart and the emotional pain that this person who has wounded us or hurt us or offended us has caused us to endure. What do we do with the pain? Well, what I want to suggest is that we bring that pain to Jesus. In Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 through verse 30, Jesus says, Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Jesus is giving an invitation to all those who would come to him to take his yoke upon him. He's speaking to those who are weary and heavy laden. And I don't know about you, but when I come to a place where I need to forgive people, um, and there's this emotional pain, I am weary and I am heavy laden. I'm done. I'm ready to walk in freedom from that resentment and bitterness. I'm ready to walk um, in healing from that pain. Jesus says, take my yoke upon you. I want to suggest to you that when we choose to forgive someone, that when we choose to visit the emotional pain and we choose to assume responsibility for that pain and then we release them, we are taking Jesus' yoke upon us. And then he says, And learn from me, for I am humble and gentle in spirit, in heart. Um, we need to then learn from Jesus. Uh, Jesus instruct us and what I want to suggest to you is that when we are wounded we are hurt the pain that we experience comes from a lie in the midst of that hurt and that wound that offense the powers of darkness come and they lie to us and we see this in John chapter 8 in verses, it's verse 44. It says, You are of your father, the devil, 
and you want to do the desires of your father. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. Whenever he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own nature, for he is a liar and the father of lies. And what I want to say to you is that Satan and all of his horde of demonic beings, they seek to lie to us. And if they can get us to misinterpret what happened um, and to believe the lie, to give an agreement to the lie, they have power in our lives. And so uh, the pain comes from the lie. Uh, somehow we have been deceived, we have given agreement to a lie from the enemy, and that's what brings this pain that we experience. Then Jesus said, and this is in John 8 as well, in verse 31, he said, so Jesus was saying to those Jews who had believed him, if you continue in my word, then you are truly disciples of mine, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. If we continue in his word, um, Jesus said, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and you will find rest. He said, learn from me, for I'm humble and gentle in heart. Well, it's as we continue in his word, we're learning from him that we are going to be set free. And in verse 36, it says, so if the son makes you free, you will be free indeed. So here's the thing. We've assumed responsibility for the pain. And what I'm suggesting to you is that the pain comes from a lie that we have heard. And what I'm suggesting to you is that we bring that pain to Jesus and let him speak truth to us. We're learning from him what is the truth. And when we hear that truth, we're set free. We're now walking in the truth. We're now abiding in his word and we're free. There's no more pain. So we let Jesus speak truth to our pain. And what I want to encourage you to do, again, you take an eight and a half by 11 sheet of paper, you draw two lines down the, the middle, one so that you have three columns. And in the first column on the top, you write painful memory. The second column on the top, you write the truth. The third column on the top, you write the lie. And what we want to do, what I want to encourage you to do is write out the painful memories that you have. Um, you've forgiven a, a person. What's the painful memory of the wound they have inflicted on you? You write out briefly the painful memory. Describe where you were. Describe what happened, what they said. And then write out, you've got to go to the heart, you've got to go to the emotional pain, write out at least four or five emotional pain words that will describe the pain you now experience. Once you've done that, now you bring the pain to Jesus and you talk to him about the pain.
Um, you, you describe the memory. You, you get in touch with the emotional pain. Neil Anderson says in, uh, I believe it's the bondage breakers and the steps to freedom, to the degree that you visit the pain will be the degree that you receive healing. And so you got to visit that emotional pain. I know it hurts. I know it's hard, but you visit it and you talk to Jesus about it. And then um, you be still and you listen. And Jesus is going to speak truth to you. He may give you a verse of scripture. He may give you a song. He may give you a word picture. He may give you a thought. You listen to what Jesus is saying to you. And then, based on um, the emotional pain you experienced, the truth you hear from Jesus, you write out the lie. What was the lie of the enemy? What was the interpretation, that deception of the enemy in light of the, the wound that you received um, that has brought you so much pain and you write it out? So for Clyde Hudson, um, when I was a young man, I was a senior in high school. I was on a hunt with my brothers, um, our friends, my mom and my dad. It was about a four-day event. We set up this large tent. We had cots. I mean, just incredible experience going hunting with my family. And I was a senior in high school. Uh, I was an ASB officer. I was captain of the cross-country team. And life was just very full. And it was Christmas time. It was actually the week between Christmas and New Year's. We were hunting in Southern California. And I was so excited. Uh, we were in this campground. There was a, a stream running through it. My brothers were fishing and, and I was fishing and there was this one part of the um, stream that I tried to leap over being a member of the cross country team. And uh, I just thought I was invincible and, and uh, I could do anything. And as I leaped over the stream, I fell into it, got all wet. Well, that wasn't going to stop me. I went back into the tent. I had an extra change of clothes. I changed again. And silly me, I went right back to the same spot and I thought I could just leap over it. And I fell into the water again. Okay, so I go back to the tent. I change my clothes. And third time, you got to wonder what's going on in the mind of this little, of this senior in high school. I, I leap over the same place and I fall, but this time I cut my knee and it's a deep cut. And I come back and I can't stop the bleeding. Um, I have to be completely still laying on my cot um, for the bleeding to stop. Every time I move my knee, it's bleeding. And so I'm not fishing with my brothers um, and my dad along that creek. Uh, I, I'm stuck in the tent on the cot and I'm just kind of moping around and um, we're getting ready to go on the hunt that evening and I can't go because um, my, my knee, every time I, I bend it, it's bleeding. Well, later that night, my dad ridiculed me in front of my brothers and my friends. Um, and it was a wound for me. Uh, I felt, 
I felt embarrassed. I felt put down. I felt inadequate. I felt incompetent. I felt a court low. It was a painful moment. And, and my dad was just so angry with me. And it wasn't just in that moment. Um, that anger prevailed for the next two days till my knee healed up and I was able to go out hunting again. Um, there was a wound there. So I described it to Jesus. I talked to him about it and just got in touch with the emotional pain. And as I was still before him, the Lord Jesus gave me a positive memory of when my dad wrote a letter and in that letter, he affirmed my ability to be a leader within a club that my brothers and I were a part of. As he wrote that letter, I was struck that my dad had confidence in me. He knew that I had what it took to be a leader in that club. And this healing just came over me. And I then discerned that the lie was I didn't have what it takes to be um, a hunter like my brothers. And that lie was pervasive in every area of my life. I felt inadequate. I felt incompetent. I didn't have what it took. But as I heard from Jesus the truth, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, I knew I had what it took and the pain was gone. Okay, so once you've heard from Jesus and you've identified the lie, we can't stop there. Uh, I want to teach you how to write a warfare prayer. And let me just stop for one minute and let me just say, many of the things I'm teaching you here, that they aren't original with me. The things I'm teaching you, I've learned from Neil Anderson in his book, Victory Over the Darkness and the Bondage Breakers and a tool he has for helping people get freedom called Steps to Freedom. Um, and as well, they are things that I have learned from John Regeer. Um, he's a counselor and just has an amazing ministry to help people find freedom and particularly he works with couples and couples will come to him um, ready to get a divorce and as he works with them um, they forgive one another they hear the truth the pain is gone and he just helps them resolve issues in their lives and he has a tool biblical concepts counseling workbook that i use when i um, help people find freedom that is just wonderful and so um, Neil Anderson steps to freedom uh, the bondage breakers John Regeer biblical concepts and counseling and workbook these are tools that are very helpful for us to resolve spiritual issues in our lives and in John Regeer's book he gives um, a, a process of writing out a warfare prayer. I have found this to be so helpful and um, for me personally and for dozens and dozens and dozens of men and women who I have helped um, resolve uh, issues in their lives as we work through his workbook, Biblical Concepts and Counseling. 
So if you've got a sheet of paper, um, I'm going to dictate a few things for you and kind of walk through with you how do you build a warfare prayer. Um, you take again an eight and a half by eleven sheet of paper and um, you're going to have three paragraphs and so let me dictate for you and talk with you about what each paragraph will say and what you will want to write in it. And in the first paragraph we're expressing our identity in Christ and our intention to resist the temptation of the enemy, that um, temptation to believe the lie. And so we make a declaration of the authority that we have in Christ and the resource that we have in Christ. So um, if you'll let me dictate for you a statement in the authority of the name of Jesus, by the redemptive power of his blood and in the power of the Holy Spirit, I declare the truth that I am. Okay, stop right here. We're declaring here the truth of our identity in Christ. John Regeer writes out that I'm a child of God. But I find that oftentimes when people listen to Jesus speaking truth, that that is oftentimes what we need to write out. Because um, Jesus is going to affirm truth about who we are in Him, in Christ, apart from anything we do. We're a child of God. We're members of the body of Christ seated in the heavenly realms. Um, we are joint heirs with Jesus. And Neil Anderson, in his book, uh, Victory Over the Darkness, um, as well as Steps to Freedom, he has this list of the I am's in Christ. Well, you fill in that I am, I declare the truth that I am, with what you've heard Jesus say about you. And then you write out, and my desire is to. What's your desire? Well, your desire is to resist the devil, to no longer live in that lie and to walk in the truth. And so for Clyde Hodson, um, I declared that I am a child of God. There's nothing that I do to make myself be a child. I am born again through faith in Christ. It's the grace of God that has given me this position of being a child of God. And so um, I'm declaring my identity. And then I declare my intention. And my intention is that no longer am I going to believe the lie that I am incompetent, that I'm inadequate, um, that I'm a court low. My intention is to walk in the truth that I am adequate to live for God. By the grace of God, in the power of the Holy Spirit, Jesus living his life in me and through me. That's my intention. So, um, I declare my identity. I declare that I'm a child of God. I then declare um, my intention, my desire, and my desire is to walk in the truth that I am competent by the grace of God 
to live a life, a life where I am competent in the grace of God, the power of the Spirit to serve God. Okay, so that's the first paragraph. You're declaring your identity, you're declaring your desire to no longer live in that temptation, that lie. The second paragraph, what I want to encourage you to do is to skip a line and let me dictate the beginning of it to you. In the authority of the name of Jesus, by the redemptive power of his blood and the power of the Holy Spirit, I renounce the lie. Okay, so stop there as you write that out. What is the lie you heard? And for me, the lie was, um, I don't have what it takes. I'm incompetent. Um, I am inadequate. And uh, so I would say, I renounce the lie that I am incompetent. I renounce the lie that I'm inadequate. I renounce the lie that I don't have what it takes to serve God. Then I say, and I declare the truth. What was the truth I heard from Jesus? I do have what it takes to serve the living God by the grace of God and the power of the Holy Spirit and the life of Jesus living in me and through me. Um, there may be other lies that you heard and you just start another sentence. I renounce the lie and you fill in the blank and then I declare the truth and you write out the truth. Okay, so that's the second paragraph. You're renouncing the lies, you're declaring the truth. The third paragraph, you are submitting to God. So skip a line and write this out. I choose to submit to God by. What does it mean for you to submit to God? For me, in my warfare prayer, I wrote out, I choose to serve God and fulfill his calling in my life by the grace of God and the power of the Holy Spirit. I will let Jesus live his life in me and through me. So that was my first warfare prayer. As I follow this model that John Regeer gives of these three paragraphs, um, he says, uh, what we're doing is we're choosing to submit to God, to resist the devil, and the promise is he will flee from us. It's a simple prayer, but it's a powerful prayer. And what I want to suggest is that you write out these three paragraphs and don't make them concrete. Don't make them cement just yet. Um, in the next week, uh, you may be adjusting them. You may be changing them. You may be honing the words as the Spirit leads. And you may be building in uh, more parts to your prayer. There may be many people you've had to forgive, and there may be many lies that you have heard in the woundedness that you've endured from them. And so in that second paragraph, it might not be just one lie that you're renouncing and one truth that you're declaring, but there might be several lies and several truths um, that you are renouncing and you are declaring. Here's what I want to suggest that you do, is that you put it on the computer and you print it out. And then you put it on the nightstand by your bed. And before you go to bed, you read that warfare prayer out loud.
at least once. In the morning when you wake up, you read that warfare prayer at least once. And then through the day, you might want to print another copy and put it in your car or keep it in your Bible with you. And through the day, when uh, the devil is tempting you to believe that lie, you take your stand and you choose to submit to God and resist the devil and you declare the truth of this warfare prayer. Jesus invites us to come to him, to take his yoke upon us, to learn from him, for he's gentle and he's meek in heart. And what does he promise? And you will find rest for your souls. Men and women, I I'm encouraging you to forgive those who have wounded you, who have hurt you, who have offended you. And as you forgive them, to bring that pain to Jesus, to let him speak truth to you and uh, identify the lie. And then to take your stand, to write out this warfare prayer, to repeat it. It may take as long as 40 days. You um, declaring the truth of your warfare prayer day by day by day. I've done this with men and I had one brother who um, had several lies that he heard and, and truth from Jesus. And he says, Clyde, um, I keep praying through it. And then I find that one day the, the pain's gone. I mean, it's, it's just not there. Um, God has renewed my mind. I'm thinking differently and I scratch that lie and that part of my warfare prayer out. But I'll then declare the other um, parts of the warfare prayer, renouncing the lies, declaring the truth. And I'm finding freedom from the pain that I've endured. And that's my longing for you. That as you prepare for the battle and you choose to forgive people, that you will um, choose to forgive, to submit to God, to walk in the truth, and to no longer um, fall into the temptation of the devil to believe the lies of the enemy. You shall know the truth, and the truth will set you free. The Lord bless you.